This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every weekend. Today, I am on Sunday 1 to 3, so we are live in progress talking about the agenda items that are on tap in the wake of the latest mass shooting. So the Texas church shooting happened a week ago, and uh, immediately, immediately, the media and of course the government started rolling out their agenda items in the true Rahm Emanuel fashion of never letting a good crisis go to waste. Uh, I, I have many, I would like to, if we can, um, I want to talk about a couple of things, but then I want to tick off like the 10 agenda items. I think this serves and it doesn't matter whether you believe Uh, the official version of the story or not. Regardless, don't let your emotions get in the way of defending your rights. I mean, the government really exploits our fears to take away well-established, millennia-old fundamental rights. (laughs) So I want to take off some of the things that they're attacking here but uh, but first, I want to address. I t- I really am hesitant to uh, get into the details of the stories because I don't believe I've seen too many times the media and the government in league to spin a tale out of an event, whether the event was real or they let it happen on purpose or I don't know what. It doesn't matter. I focus on the rights. You can tell your story. Just don't touch my rights. But in this case, the Texas shooting, there, uh, there, people have been talking about mental illness. One of the agenda items is, for me, is to what I think it is, is to expand the list of people who lose their right to have firearms. A big one here is to, and I've talked about this agenda item before recently, like two weeks ago, I had a veteran call me. Uh, from he was coming from the gun show and he said as soon as I knew they were going to ban bump stocks I started loading up on bump stocks I'm a veteran I know how to use this stuff whatever and I pointed out to him that it's because he's uh, a man who knows what he's doing a man who knows how to use a, a firearm a man who understands war Uh, A man who's willing to fight and die for his family, for his country, for his way of life. That's the kind of guy that if you have a tyrannical or totalitarian government that's coming in, those are the guys you don't want fighting against you. So so I actually feel like that's one of the reasons they're trying to emasculate men is that you or even um, allow convert our economy to a service economy over our manufacturing economy. They don't want you to uh, be able to use the tools to defend yourself, to have the self-righteous indignation, to resent uh, being encroached upon. So in this story, this guy was a veteran. He got a bad conduct discharge for domestically abusing his wife and child. And he was in a mental facility, I think, for the same thing. So he so they're using this to expand 
to do a couple of things. One is expand the list of veterans who are not allowed to get a gun from just a dishonorable discharge to a bad conduct discharge, to increase the amount of reporting from the service to the FBI, which is a longstanding agenda item that was really promoted by Eric Holder, to make all information shared from top to bottom, state, local, federal, and across, military, criminal, um, everything. And that uh, is a danger. It's how you get people uh, to be able to target you politically by searching your files and all that. The 1974 Privacy Act, which was enacted after Watergate, was designed to prevent that from happening. It's why your social security number is not your driver's license number. They don't want that kind of information sharing. It makes it too easy to exploit, to abuse. But that's being part of this because this guy's record was not put into the FBI database, supposedly. And uh, But also his mental health problems. So, so one of the other agenda items is to say these laws that prevent domestic abusers or mental health patients from buying guns have too many loopholes. It's too, it, the laws themselves are not effectual. Maybe all that will really work is universal gun confiscation. I don't know. You know, like that's what I think the message is here. So, so in that way, some of these details are important. And, uh, and also the bizarre story that we hear of this guy in full military tactical gear. No one can recognize his face. He comes in shooting. He goes out shooting. He seems like a professional. But what professional would then blow his brains out in the car later? You know, maybe a Patsy. Maybe, I thought, an MK Ultra. you know, uh, a Patsy would be, you know, suicided without... Um, would look like a suicide, but he didn't do it. But an MK Ultra, which was a real government program called Mind Control Ultra, they could do that. They could get you to, under like a hypnotic spell or whatever, do something crazy like that. I don't know. That is going way, way down the rabbit hole. But there are a couple of details here that seem to, uh, that seem to, uh, you know, certainly don't make that scenario less likely. Binkley, I know that if if I know people that kind of when I start talking like that, I get calls. So feel free. 404 872 1-800-WSB Talk. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Binkley, didn't you have some details on that that uh, I found interesting and relevant? What what what's this guy's backstory again? Well, when he started the Air Force, he was picked for what they called a demanding and selective intelligence analyst school. And he eventually failed out of that, they say, for academic reasons. And that was kind of the catalyst of his falling out with the Air Force, which ultimately led to him, you know, getting in trouble for the domestic abuse and then getting put in the psych ward. Okay, so that's interesting to me because if if you're familiar with the Oklahoma City story, the Oklahoma City bombing story, there's some weird stuff in the background of that one, too. And Timothy McVeigh was also selected for some kind of special forces and also supposedly failed out. But then he wrote a letter to his sister, which was weirdly published in the New York Times, so I really don't know what to think of it. But it said, basically, I wasn't really failed out. I just became an operative. That was part of my cover story. It was a really strange thing. And then that this guy, Devin Patrick Kelly, was in a military mental facility. That is where uh, sometimes these psych experiments take place. I mean, I, I, you know, it, this is speculative. The only reason I'm even bringing it up is I'm not speculating that that stuff exists. That stuff, ha- there is a, a record of that kind of thing. I mean, they become scandals when that stuff comes out. So it's not beyond our government to have these kind of operations in their past. I don't specifically know how this would roll into that but 
that it all sounds, you know, I don't know. I want to, I kind of would like to just see his record. I'd like to see, get a Miller folder of his entire record and be able to pour over that. Maybe a uh, posthumous public trial would be helpful to get some of these facts straightened out. What do you think, Binkley? I think it might be helpful. I, I'm not holding my breath for it. <laughs> nope, I don't think uh, that makes sense. Um, I want to go to calls for a sec, but give me a tweet. What you got? At Monica Perez Show. I have one here from Private who says, uh, actually, you know, I got a better one for you. I got a better one for you from Anonymous, who says that accessibility, affordability, and the quality of guns are big factors. Yes, uh, that's the typical liberal uh, talking point that it's the guns, but we've had guns for a long time. You know, we've had the guns, yet it didn't make people uh, go on mass shooting sprees with this kind of frequency. So, but, uh, you know, another thing I saw, another tweet I saw come up during the break was about Rand Paul, where it said uh, that maybe that the Rand Paul story, they're beginning to say it was there was like a romantic element to it. So Rand Paul was kind of blindsided, knocked over, his ribs were broken. And the story is super, super, super fishy. And uh, and I started digging into a little bit of why would Rand Paul be taken out? Like the story reminded me of Harry Reid. Uh, Harry Reid supposedly broke his eye socket when an exercise band snapped out of his hand, which I posit is physically impossible. And I think getting tackled from behind, it's physically impossible to get six ribs broken, including like broken in half, which is what supposedly happened to Rand Paul. I think maybe he was being taken out for... Uh, because he's advocating this USA Rights Act, which would rein in a little bit some of the abuses of FISA. So look into the USA Liberty Act, which is bad, and the USA Rights Act, which is good, and quickly contact your congressman or senator because this is going to pass by the end of the year and Rand Paul isn't there to defend us. I want to take a quick call. John and John's Creek, can you, uh, can you make it a quickie? Come on, give it to me. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, John, um, I have one minute. You are on the air with Monica. What you got? I just want—I just feel like if you want to own a military-style weapon, you should be in the military. But then you work want... for the government. What if the government turns against us? How do you well, fight if the back? Turns against us. If the government turned against us, they were—they would eat alive every militia in America anyway. There's, I know, but no so militia, what's our? You—you you could take every militia and put them all together, and the U.S. military could wipe them out in less than fifteen minutes. I agree. That's the danger. And then, like, in Switzerland, every single citizen has uh, has military-grade weapons. They're all in the militia. So they are naturally uh, both a force that will defend their country and a force that can defend against a tyrannical government. And they—I never hear these stories coming out of Switzerland. These guys seem to know what they're doing, and they don't seem to have these mental defects, even though— Europe, as a, on a whole, uh, tends to have uh, even worse mental health numbers than we do. That that I've done some research on. When you dig in, I don't think this this phenomenon we're experiencing strictly makes sense. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You could tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Wow, that was intense. People, man's always intense. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 
54, the high tomorrow. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And uh, after the break, I want to play a little game with you. Binkley pulled a quote, and I don't even know who said it. We're going to see if you can guess who said it. He's going to read the quote and give us a multiple choice. That's going to be after the break. And the winner is going to get the weekend prize pack, which is a pair of tickets to see the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra's classical series performance of Verde's Requiem, which I think will be awesome, on November 18th at Atlanta Symphony Hall and a family four-pack of tickets to Atlanta Gladiators, also awesome, home game at Infinite Energy Arena. So we're going to call the regular number for that, 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And after the break, I'm going to see who can uh, guess the answer of uh, who said Binkley's quote. But... um, Right now, I do have time for a call on the subject of the Texas church shooting, which uh, I'm going to go to Gray and coming. Gray, you have one minute. You are on with Monica. Hey, Monica. I'm enjoying your show. First time listener. I just had to call in. I grew up with a brother that had schizophrenia. Um, My opinion is I think that you'll find that the greater majority of these people that are doing the shooting or otherwise, uh, you know, horrible acts to great numbers of people, uh, have schizophrenia. And I, I guess it was uh, President Carter who decided to give them their, quote, rights. And I'm, I'm for rights. I think that might have been JFK. No, I think it was Jimmy Carter. Look, look a little closer. Yeah, I think Jimmy Carter, maybe Jimmy Carter. I know Reagan did have a hand in it, but JFK, I believe, spearheaded that. But we, that's, whatever, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the case, they, 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 the, the point is, is a lot of these people are lovely people. My brother was, was dangerous, not to the point of, uh, you know, he never shot anybody or anything. He burned a church. And, you know, he thought that demons were in the church, and he was trying to protect people. And I think a a lot of these shooters end up being that. Now, obviously, we have some, you know, some some homegrown terror going on. Yeah, but I I do want to, before I run out of time, say it is possible that that is the underlying condition. And because we uh, advertise these events so much on the news it creates a kind of uh, feedback mechanism or copycat uh, atmosphere where you're giving them the idea and then then that alone could account for the search maybe we should stop advertising it Uh, I'm coming back to play the game after the break you can tweet at me at Monica Perez show And now for something completely different. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB I am your libertarian voice on WSB every weekend. Today's Sunday, 1 to 3. If you do want to find my show and I've moved around, my normal time is Saturday, 3 to 6, you can get commercial-free podcasts of these shows that my producer Binkley uploads to propagandareportdaily.com. And I also tell, I try to give some advance warning of when my next show is. Actually... Uh, so if you sign up for the email feed on that, on propagandareportsdaily.com, you'll get an email for the podcast and for the show times. I am not on this coming weekend. Uh, there's a lot going on at WSB. But the weekend, uh, but after Thanksgiving, I'm on a couple of times. So I'm on for sure the Friday after Thanksgiving, 6 to 8 p.m., and then probably the Sunday after that. But just tune in Friday, 6 to 8, the day after Thanksgiving, and I'll uh, I'll give you an update on my next shows after that. And we are uh, 
I always love giving away the prize pack. And now I love it even more because Binkley has invented this game, which uh, I really enjoy. So I'm going to actually play the game this time. I don't know the answer. Binkley's going to read us a quote from a news topic of the week. And uh, he's going to give us multiple choice. And we're going to have to figure out who said it. Now, I'm actually not going to guess because the person who gets it right first person who calls and gets it right is going to get the weekend prize pack, which is uh, to see various Requiem at Atlanta Symphony Orchestra and to see home game of uh, the Atlanta Gladiators. So that's going to be good. Let's um, let's hear the quote, Binkley, and then uh, I'll, I'll say the number again, but still the numbers are going to be the normal numbers, 404-872-0750 or 800-WSB-TALK. Binkley, what, what, uh, what's the quote? All right, you ready? Yep. It is currently the law that the federal government needs to upload these convictions for domestic violence and felonies into the FBI database that's searched when people attempt to purchase firearms. But when the federal government doesn't do this, and it's been reported that the Air Force failed to do it, then there's nothing to contradict the misrepresentations made by the purchaser when they go to buy the firearm. We have better control over the federal government than we do the state. Under the Constitution, there's nothing we can do to mandate the states to cooperate, but that's why I believe that through some collection of sticks and carrots, we might be able to incentivize the states to cooperate more. Was that a quote from Senator Chuck Schumer, Senator John Cornyn, Hillary Clinton, or John McCain? Is John Cornyn... Where is he from? What's his... He is the Senate Majority Whip from Texas. Okay. So give me the choices again. Chuck Schumer. Yeah. John Cornyn. Democrat from New York. John Cornyn is a Republican from Texas. Hillary Clinton. Yeah, we know what she is. John McCain. The uh, soon-to-be-defunct senator from Arizona, Republican in name. Uh, very interesting. Okay. Wow. So we've got some calls, uh, but who knows? Last time we had three choices and it took five calls or whatever. <laughs> that was the time before. That was the first time we played. So let's see. Uh, I do still have some lines open. 800 WSB Talk. Now, I actually do not know the answer. So I'm going to depend on you, Binkley, to tell me what the answer is. Right. And I'm going to take the calls in the order that I uh, that they were screened. So... I'm going to go first to Ron and Winder. Ron, you're on with Monica. Thank you. That would be Chuck Schumer. That is incorrect. Ah, sorry, Ron. <laughs> sorry. Now, I'm sorry. I'm going to go to Tim and uh, DeCula. Yeah, I believe it's John McCain. Incorrect. No way. Okay. Thank you, Tim. I'm going to John and Conyers. Hey, how you doing, Monica? Good. How are you doing? All right, everybody. What's your guess? John Conan. Cornyn. He got it. From Texas. It is Hold on, John. Don't hang that, up. Uh, that the federal government needs to upload these convictions uh, for domestic violence, uh, felonies, into the Federal uh, Bureau of Investigation database that search when people attempt to purchase firearms. But when the federal government doesn't do this, and it's been reported that the Air Force just simply through inadvertence, human error, or some reason failed to do it, then uh, there's nothing there to contradict the misrepresentation made by the purchaser when they go to buy the firearm. 
for the, so we can we have better control over the federal government than we do the states. Under the Constitution, there's nothing we can do to mandate that the states cooperate. But that's why I believe through some collection of sticks and uh, carrots, uh, we might be able to incentivize the states to cooperate more. So, John, don't hang up. Can I talk to you for a second, John and Conyers? Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. So this is a Republican from Texas. Do you feel like that's what... Do you like that idea of of uh, strong arming us to go into universal databases because these guys have more power than our state governments? Are you okay with that? No. That, I don't understand how Texas. You know, these these are, this is a Republican from Texas. Isn't if anyone's gonna? They just def- trying. They just yeah. trying to be part of the establishment and basically uh, follow the crowd because of the incident that a, an idiot did with a. Uh, MSR military style uh, weapon there, and, and for the guy who said if you want a military military style weapon, you should join the military. Well, if that his logic, he doesn't understand that the Second Amendment was, was written when people had the same kind of uh, firearm that they real militia had. Yeah, I, I didn't get into it with him because they ran out of time, but no. that is the thing. I mean, we are our own defenders. The, the government, we agree to this government, in my opinion anyway, and I think history supports my interpretation. We agree with the government to augment our inalienable rights to self-defense. That It's augmented. It doesn't replace it. It can't take it away from us. No, it's just like, I mean, you, you were essentially, if you were 17 to about, uh, back, back then, about 50, 60, you were required to have a musket, and you were required to muster once a month to demonstrate and to train that you could use the, the you know, the firearm. In Switzerland, so. that's what they still do. They ha- they are required to have the military weapons, and boy, they call it Fortress Switzerland. That's not a joke. That place, if, if there is, if the, as my mother says, oh, Switzerland, that's where the Knights Templar went. So... Well, in Kennesaw, you're required to have a weapon. But yeah, and, I, and if, if the reports are to be believed, a crime plummeted after that. Well, right. John, thank you so much for your call. Hang on, because you have one, and they want to send you your prize. So that's super cool. Thank you. I do want to continue our conversation a little bit from before. I had a couple of people waiting on the line. So, Bill, Greg, hang on. I'm going to Bill in Clarksville. Hi, Bill. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. How are you? Good. Can you reset us on what we were talking about? Yeah, previously you made a very smart comment talking about the decline of the manufacturing industry and the growth in the service industry and how that affected uh, essentially men's men's general knowledge and ability for self-preservation. Could you expand on that? Yeah, I I actually, it's funny you should ask that because it came to me as like a revelation when I was reading a lot about and watching videos and stuff about the what's, I guess, some might call civil war in Ukraine where the people in the East are resisting the government that basically was uh, the democratically elected government was run out of town. And and if leaked audio is to be believed, our representatives over there um, replaced him with a pro-Western kind of puppet government, whatever. So so the guys who were fighting from Donbass or, or the Eastern, they were saying, Uh, People were coming over, I guess, from Russia to help them or from other places to help them. And they said, look, don't send your people. We know what we're doing. We're farmers. We're mechanics. We 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 know how to use our weapons. We can fight this fight. We just need you to send us the equipment, the tools, money, whatever. And we can do it. And I thought and they were hardcore dudes, you know, 
And I, I observed right then in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, they're defending their own land and they are able to do it. And what would we, uh, how would we get to this? So my husband loves classic cars, but he's never had one before. So uh, he took it, he couldn't get like the oil cap off, so he took it to Jiffy Lube, pulls up in this beautiful car, this old car, and the guy, the guy could take it off for him, gave him a new cap and everything, but he brought all the other guys out to look, and he said, hey, hey, hey guys, gather around, this is a carburetor. <laughs> you know? Nobody knew what a carburetor was. And I was thinking, if you if you had to, like, hit the road, guns gold in a getaway, as Gerald Slancy says, if you had to hit the road, you would need a uh, to know how to fix that stuff. If you have a smart car, um, if you have an electric car, if you have a driverless car, you don't have any any of the ability to resist. And I really feel like you need to be able to put grease on your hands. You need to have the strength to open that oil cap. You need to know how stuff works in order to um, put up a physical resistance. Is that Does that make sense? It makes sense because if you go back historically in the United States, for example, my, my father and grandfather, his father, uh, they had a dairy farm up in Ohio. They, they made their own equipment when they couldn't buy something. And then you roll the clock forward from the 50s to now. I've got a cousin that now controls uh, four farms of my, of my grandfather and his brothers in Alabama. He's one of the few guys left in the area that really knows how to handle any situation that he may face. So when we start stripping our industrial base down, manufacturing in particular, uh, my view is that that unfolded because the economist says, oh, we can survive and do much better with the service economy. And I'm looking at it going, well, sounds good, but when you give up your uh, manufacturing base as well, you, uh, you, lose, you lose skills that if you had apprenticeship programs, people would know. So we strip those skills and replace them with guys that sit in cubicles playing with uh, information on their computer. Well, fine. When they go home, how much do they know about self-preservation and things they need to do for themselves? Yeah, and, I, and I'll say there is a concept. I think it was Mussolini's concept, but it was called autarky with a K, A-U-T-A-R-K-Y, where it was a matter of national defense to be self, self-sufficient for necessities. So you had to, your economy should be um, energy independent, food independent, just because if it's not, you're vulnerable to blockade or whatever. I mean, that actually, as a libertarian, I believe in free trade and everything else, but uh, unless you really go full anarcho-capitalist, which I also am, but there's a, you know, I'm on the thousand year plan. If you, if you believe in preserving the country in order to have uh, a kind of the seeds of, of liberty for the future, you need to preserve the country, um, and that takes physical. It's physical. When, when, uh, when we began to get our industrial base, particularly uh, under, well, actually, George Bush Sr., then Clinton, then Bush Jr., uh, when you saw those jobs go away, and then you looked to see, okay, what kind of jobs are these men going to go take, men and women? And, and then you see where they end up, and you go, well, okay, uh, that's not good. But more, more than that, it comes to your comes back to your key point that, that the skill levels and the, the knowledge they had, which which didn't just apply at work, but applied elsewhere in society as well. You see that vanish all the time. It's very hard to find very good skilled 
craftsman. And it goes beyond that. It goes to self-respect. It goes to confidence. It goes to competence. It goes to thinking you can solve a problem. It goes to all that. And I have to say, when I looked back, I actually thought the purpose of NAFTA was to do just that. Uh, Greg, I'm going to give you the last word after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Morning clouds then clearing tomorrow with a forecast high of 64 as the work week begins, but that could change. So stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. I am going to give Greg in Lilburn the last word. You have one minute, Greg. What you got? Yes, you had an earlier caller who was talking about... uh having someone who's schizophrenic in his family. And I've been through this twice with brother-in-laws who went bipolar. And what we learned is there's very little help for them out there in the mental health. We don't have mental institutions as they were, you know, anymore. I believe this started with Rosalind Carter and the patient's rights back in the 70s. Um, the last go-around, he went off his meds. And we had a heck of a time. We basically, legally, you can't do anything to them as family members. You can't get them committed. You can't force them to see a doctor. You can't keep them on their meds. And even the police and the courts find this to be a legal uh, hot potato. And that's something people are completely overlooking with these shooters. They need to look into how do we handle the mentally ill people. And well, people I would say dangerous. Uh, I the shooters thing, if that is the underlying cause, I actually feel like we're not being told the true stories on this. But I also have personal experience with this. I did a show recently um, and talked about my sister who died this year, just a couple of months ago, of uh, a uh, drug overdose. But she had a dual diagnosis, mental health. We actually tried to get her committed and the doctor agreed and there was no bed for her. That's what we were told anyway. I'm not sure that's a true story, but that is what they told us. And I feel like with the government, I'm a libertarian. I don't I don't like the fact that the government does everything the nanny state but if they're going to take 40 percent of all the productivity in this country that is what our government spend almost half of everything we produce then one thing that they might be able to do is take people who are not competent who are a danger to others or even to themselves and provide uh something under the same category as if you had to incarcerate somebody i mean it's definitely a problem it's not a good priority this is monica perez i'll be back november 24th 6 p.m it's uh 6 to 8 p.m the friday after thanksgiving thank you very much